Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Hug to you. Thank you. Love the hair, by the way. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Thanks. I know she charges you a grip. You know, the first time around, yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks. But the second time around, it's easy because she just refreshes it. Does she put tracks or is she actually coloring your hair like that? No, she's coloring it just like this. She bleaches it out and then colors it. All that fun. Oh, wow. I so, upped, I redid this part yesterday to freshen it up on my own. My daughter helped me, but. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, good. All right. So now we're going to talk about. Um, Master sales, marketing, connecting, but also health and wellness. Why are we talking about health and wellness? Is that a part of your, uh, is it a program that you're you're producing or? Yeah, so I think when we initially spoke a couple months ago, the health and wellness aspect was a big part of what I do because I help the mompreneurs master their sales and business, but it comes from a lot of a health and wellness. My journey began with my brain injury, with my accidents, with suffering postpartum anxiety that actually turned me into an entrepreneur. But the health and wellness aspect is a really important part of that because without taking care of ourselves, our heart, our soul, our spirit, our, our body itself, we can't move on to create some goodness that we have from within for business. So right. my program masters a holistic approach to business, teaching moms uh, how to identify their unique sales and, and their uniqueness of themselves so that they can then create an entrepreneurial journey. But my container of my one year long program that I teach actually encompasses a part of it with mindfulness, gratitude, overcoming adversities, all of the challenges. So it's a holistic approach. Well, see, Brain, she jumped right in on it. We are here on the edge, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And we are uh, really impacting our brains with a lot of color and curl. We want to talk to Josie Laporto Freeborn. I got to say it slow so I can get it right. Um, and, you know, she is a very layered woman. She is a survivor of a brain injury. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about all the things that make her program something that you should definitely look into. So she gave us a little bit of an introduction, but let's dial back. Let's uh, hear a little bit about you, Josie, and your experience and, you know, your accident and what brought you to this point. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking me all those questions. I need a little bit of direction because of my brain injury. It's really great to have a, a set platform of what I need to focus on. Um, yeah, 14 years ago, I actually had three back-to-back -back accidents, not getting into great detail, but each accident in themselves was not catastrophic. But when you combine them in such a short period of time, they were done over three months. I had a, uh, two car accidents and a slip and fall that ended up leaving me with a mild acquired brain injury. And what that is for me, it is affects my multitasking, the executive functioning. So multitasking, decision-making, um, organization. So I really have to now follow a structured life. And I am not a structured gal. I really like to beat to my own drum, uh, march to the beat of my own drum. But I have had to follow a lot of um, programs to help me become able to do what I do now. But the injuries, uh, it was a year after my accidents where I was actually diagnosed with the brain injury, but it made a lot of sense once I had the diagnosis 
that, hey, that's why I'm having a struggle in my job that I was really once successful in, why I left that job, and which was really then having a hard time getting into the new parts of my life, becoming a wife, becoming a mother, and then looking at new career options. I really struggled. So as you progressed and moved forward and started to find a way to maintain and you know heal to a certain degree, what led you into coaching? Well, it's kind of interesting. I will tell you, um, I really have always been into helping people. And I was actually working in a holistic healthcare field where I'm a reflexology practitioner. And I was teaching people about taking care of themselves. Uh, I became an esthetician after I became a reflexology practitioner. So skincare, body care, self-care was really important to me prior to the accidents. And then once I had the accidents, I actually had been working in sales and marketing, which um, was great, but I couldn't do it anymore at that point. So my own journey from having the brain injury and the accidents led me to where I am now into the coaching business because I had to go through the pitfalls and then come out of that deep pit. I suffered from postpartum anxiety after my second child was born. And because mm -hmm. of the brain injuries, it made it really hard for me anytime there was a new situation to actually adjust. So I had to go through a diff a lot of programs, cognitive-based um, therapy. I had to go through a lot of my own treatments and, and learning curves. And I had to relearn how to do a lot of things in my life which then led me to be success, a successful entrepreneur over the last, say, eight, nine years while I was going through the journey from 14 years ago that had led me once we ended up having our crazy global situation of 2020 to right. shift. So I that, really helped you, that really helped you take the skill set that you currently had in sales and marketing. That was really a pivotal point to help you migrate and transfer your skills in sales and marketing into coaching. Let's talk a little bit about sales and marketing because you're a guru and you know I, I ask for money for sport. I love to do it. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of times in business and I'm gonna pick on women right now. You don't ask for the business. You sit there, you pitch it, you give me this long dissertation on you know, what you can do and this, that, and the other, but you never ask me are you interested? Is this something that you need? Is there something else I can provide? What is the, the what is the, the uh, breaking point or what is the deal breaker between what I'm offering and what you need? Is this something that we can reconsider, leave on the table? These are questions that you need to ask as a part of the negotiation. Don't leave money on the table, Brains, and then close the deal. When would you like me to send the invoice? Is that cash? Is that credit card? You know, is it 30 days? Do you need to make it in two payments? Provide people options, but that is when you are in business, is when you ask for the business and you close. Tell us some of the things that also come in the middle of that, Josie. Yeah, so I really had the privilege of uh, becoming a very well-versed salesperson prior to my accidents. And that's something that I've actually swayed out of when I got into my aesthetics but and my holistic healthcare, but I didn't because I was not now selling somebody else's products. I was selling myself and my services and these hands because I was working on in an aesthetics, skin uh, skincare and body wellness. And so I had to really learn how to change to sell my service and my sales and learn how to ask. But the 
approach that I take is a holistic approach to sales, not just wellness, because a holistic approach is there's steps to it. You have to meet and greet your client. You have to talk to them and get to know them and connect with them. Connections, currency. We hear that all over the place. You have to qualify their specific needs, ask them what they need, not just try to sell them. Hey, I have this thing I'm going to sell you. What are your needs from, from the standpoint of getting to know them? After you qualify their needs, the next step is to say, okay, I think I have some options that might help you solve your problem. So being a successful salesperson isn't about selling them something. It's about fixing a problem. And that's what a lot of people miss. Right. It, it is. And selling, that's selling to value. What exactly. do people value? What do they need? What is going to um, get going to get you a good referral, get you more clients? Building that relationship, it's not one and done. You know, I have guests on my show all the time and I see them online. Hey, girl, how you doing? You know, I still care about you. It's not just I just wanted your money. I built a relationship with you. You may come back. You may refer. You may just like, share, click, love, and subscribe. And that's a big deal. Now, in the area of health and wellness, <clears throat> that's very vast, Okay. What areas are you niche down in? You know, is it nutrition? Is it mind, body, spirit? Is it physical? Because I know we can incorporate all these modalities, but what is your specialty? Well, that's where this whole master connector comes into play. Mm. Because I do, I am a reflexology practitioner. I specialize in energy work. And where my specialty is, is maybe not where some of my clients need support and help. So I have a vast network of people who I've, I've gotten to know over the years from my own personal services, my own personal use, and also getting to know from interviewing them who are the best of the industries that I work in. I cannot be the master of it all, although I might want to be. I so what I've done is created this network. So I have holistic nutritionists who I can refer my clients to if they need that. In fact, in my whole program that I offer, that's where I get it all. I have a lot of networks. Now I can work specializing in the emotional connection to your physical discomfort. So because of the energy work that I've done and because of my intuition and the sales part of my marketing and, and sales experience, I actually can combine all of that and help a person understand where their physical, dis their challenges are coming from and then work through there. Now, I do that in the form of where I can now help people with things like um, mindfulness, gratitude, meditation, the mindset, because that's where it begins in our wellness and in our healing. And then when we look at a challenge, April, let's say you had some gut issues, maybe you had some digestive issues, or we had a, a concern that maybe you never thought was a digestive issue, but it still needs attention. That's where I refer out to my network of professionals. So my specialty is skincare. My specialty is in the overcoming the adversities and challenges from an emotional wellness standpoint because of my own experience with anxiety. But I've taken that into now this whole holistic approach to encompass it all, but I don't do it all. I have those professionals who are trusted that are in my network. So, well, see, that's very powerful that, you know, again, building relationships, brains, even as an entrepreneur. You are not solo. You're not a solopreneur. You need an accountant. You need marketing. You need bookkeeping. You need advertising. You need uh, new products. You need a coach because you have to continuously be inspired and re-inspired and looking and see what the current trends are. 
that's so important. You can't do something dated that was, you know, five years ago. You know, just as an example, Reiki was on everybody's tongue five years ago. And now they're not even talking about that. Mindfulness was on everybody's tongue. Now they're talking about consciousness. So you have to stay abreast and stay sharp to your skills. What are some of the people that pour into you um, outside of your network of friends, but who keeps you sharp? Who keeps you on your game? Well, I'm going to tell you from the first standpoint, I'm looking at the clients who I work with, because if I'm not on my game, then I can't serve them well. So I've worked with a lot of mompreneurs, moms like me who are entrepreneurial spirited. Maybe they don't know, maybe they're lost a little bit. Maybe their kids just went off to kindergarten and they have, you know, they're wondering what to do next. Kindergarten. So oh my God. That was the best. <laughs> My kids are beyond that too, but I'm really finding that people who are approaching me just even in my social network are saying, hey, Josie, I know you coach and I know you've helped people in the past with their health and wellness, but you also work with mompreneurs. What can you help me? Because I don't know what to do with my life now. My kids are all gone. I've been home, a stay-at-home mom. And so these people are the ones that I have to be on the ball with because I've been working with them in a capacity of finding what I call their USP, their mm -hmm. unique superpower now when i was working in sales and marketing that was your unique selling proposition like what makes mm -hmm. april mahoney so unique so i take that to my moms because a lot of them don't believe they have skills so i help them find their skills that they have honed as being moms right. oh my gosh and turn those into business superpowers now and i help them identify their strengths so that they can move on to maybe creating a masterful entrepreneurship for themselves the people outside of my work are my husband, my kids. They're my why. That's why I do this because I want a better life for them. I want a better life for us. And I want to continue with that. I have so many great supporters in my back, but I do it so that I can help these other moms find something and satisfaction moving out of that transitional period from my kids are gone now. What do I do? Absolutely. The empty nester. Well, uh, I found that when I had to uh, stop taking care of my mom, when my mom passed, I was a mechanical animal. I would get up a certain time, get the medication, make sure she was okay, bathe her, feed her, make sure they had the medication, come in, do, you know, my job. You know, everything was on a time schedule. But when she passed, I said, what am I going to do? So what I decided to do is incorporate things for me. Now there's a dedicated reading time or education time. I've got to take in some sort of outside, you know, information outside of the boob tube. Uh, there's when I was giving her her lunch, that's time for me to go for a walk. Some sort of exercise. I do my hula hoop. Got a hula hoop? Got to get a hula hoop, girls. Uh, a hula hoop or I will dribble the basketball or go for a walk. Um, that's fine. And then also I've incorporated a time for silence just to be quiet. I can either meditate, I can do some yoga stretches or just sit and do nothing or have a power nap. I love power nap. It rejuvenates me. So fill those empty slots of time with self-care and things that will elevate you to the next level. Let's ask you some fun questions, Josie. Sure. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Ooh, 
Well, I'm going to just go with what pops in my head first, because that's my intuition speaking. And I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to say I'm going to be a hot stove. And you know why? I'll tell you why. Because April, I came out of a hot mess. I I called actually all my friends and everybody called me the hot mess mama for so many years. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I had it together, but I was a hot mess. And the hot mess, though, the oven put something together and creates beautiful things out of it, creates food, food for the soul, food for food for our sustenance. So being an oven is that hot and it gets messy and what goes in it might come out looking strange, but when it comes out, it's beautiful, it's yummy, it's heartfelt, it feels good. And I think I would be that because yes, hot mess, but I do have that skill for myself that I can take something that's messy and turn it into something really great, like a yummy lasagna. Mm, I think I want to be the juicer. Oh, tell me why. Yeah, because uh, I can make things that are healthy. I can squeeze out the juice uh, and enjoy the nectar, but also still reserve the pulp, the fiber, the substance of what it is and turn that into something beautiful as well. If you were a car, what car would you be? Ooh, wow. I, again, first intuition off the top of my head, I'm going to say a Lamborghini. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know why? Not because I want one and not because I come, I'm not a glamorous gal. I'm just, but for me, what a Lamborghini, I hear the term Lamborghini, I think, I think hot, fast, speedy, beautiful. There's so many things. But Sleep, I expensive. Right. And. And you deserve it. April, I have my saying, I'm a magnet to money and money flows easily through me as an entrepreneur. These are things that I say because of the relationship that as business women, we have to have with money too, Absolutely. right? So I think Lamborghini because I'm elevating my level of thinking, but I think Lamborghini too, because sometimes it's unpredictable. You don't know what's going on with it, but at this, and that's me, you know, I, but right. I always manage to get it together right. and Lamborghini can be flashy and showy. But at Absolutely. the same time, it doesn't have to be. And classic, and everybody doesn't have one. They're very unique. You know what I want to be? I want to be a 1967 VW Bug van. With the flowers on it, the pop top, the mattress in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the things that are, are relaxed and easy and hippy-dippy. Yeah, that's, that's where I kind of want to be at this point. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you choose to be? Oh, be a daisy or a weed. I could be a weed because they just are resilient. Yeah, they are, and they keep coming back. Right? <laughs> I, could be, I call weeds beautiful wildflowers, though. But daisies, to me, I think daisies represent the softness that I am. If I look at, you know, somebody might look at me and think, wow, she's kind of crass and bold and edgy. No, no, but deep down, I got that soft flower in me. And a daisy represents that softness, that that flowiness and the wind blowing and the lightness of it all. I'd be a gladiola. It's my favorite flower because they grow tall. They're strong stock and they bloom from the bottom and they just keep blooming, 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 blooming. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love those flowers. That's great. It's about the hair. Okay. I wanted to get up under the brain. What did, and again, I, I know that you are fast, quick and slick that you are a hot stove, but how did you end up with four different colors of hair? 
Well, um, okay, so unique story behind that, but I am a woman who really likes to be edgy and I really don't follow, you asked my mom from the time I was a little girl, I did not follow rules. I like to keep things different. I like to, um, I don't want to, I don't need to stand out. I do this for me because I like it. I like the rainbow of colors. It represents to me the unicorn, the enigma of something that is different. I don't follow the same routine as everybody else. I don't teach my clients the same as everybody else. I don't raise my kids the same as everybody else. I like to be unique and different. And to me to have the rainbow hair, this represents so much. But what's really cool is you can look at it and it might mean something different to you. And my sister could look at it, it might mean something different to her. I think the rainbow for me, the rainbow hair can be so much, but I did it because it's fun. Why not? I have a hairstylist who actually is willing to go that extra mile and do something a little bit edgy. And I like to be edgy. I just love the colors, but I love the fact that it can represent so many things for so many other people. Right. And you know, edgy, that's why I named my show On the Edge because it's sharp, it's pointed, it's cutting edge. You know, it doesn't mean that you are about to fall off the cliff. It doesn't mean that you're anxiety ridden. That means that you're just really ready to take it to a certain point. And that is so important. If you had three magical wishes with that unicorn hair, what would they be? Anything. Ooh, that's a hard one for me, April. I, I feel so blessed in everything that I have. It's hard for me to want to wish for anything. But if it wasn't a, an issue of, hey, you know, constraints around me, what I, you know, I feel like I'm on, uh, you know, what are you, what is your world peace, right? We all want that. But if we look at my, my wishes, I truly honestly wish that there would be an abundance for everybody in the world. I know that does sound kind of cliche, but I really give from my heart. I'm a heartfelt, I'm a heart centered woman and I really want the best for everyone around there. And so my one big wish would not just be for myself, but it would be for everybody else that they would find peace in their heart that they would find something, some kind of motivation or drive or direction that brings them joy and happiness. That's my number one motivation. And maybe that's why I do a little bit of fun with my hair, give somebody else some excitement. Uh, I got three wishes. Oh boy. Number two, if I can be a little bit selfish with that wish. You can be, do it girl. It's all about, okay. those are your three wishes. It's all about okay. My wish number two is I'm going to travel the world. I know so many people say that, but April, I have had the privilege to go to a few different countries. I've spent a year of my life in France going to school. I spent time in Italy. Um, I've gone to a few um, places in the United States. I live in Canada, but I would really like to see the world for what it is. I would mm. like to travel and feel not for luxury, but for culture. I really like to dive into culture and get to know the various cultures that are out there outside of my own. And I think the best way to do that is to actually immerse yourself and experience it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only way that you're going to do it is you're going to have to walk a mile in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have traveled the world. I've been to, I don't know, I think I've been to like 12 different countries and uh, it is, um, some of them are a trip that's not worth the gas because you you come back to where you are and you realize how privileged we are. And then we take it for granted that we don't want to pay our taxes, that we want to argue about our, our liberties and, you know, uh, don't want to be uh, 
disrespect people because of the color of their skin, just the pettiness. And then you go to these other countries and I mean, they, they go through it. They really go through it. And then you look and you say, wow, this is a first world problem. It's crazy. And what's your third wish? I'm a mama at heart. I have, my destiny was to be a mama. And I knew that from the time I was a little girl, I always had career aspirations, but my third wish comes from my heart as a mama, that my kids will grow up with the heart of themselves, not influenced by other people to be different, to be truly authentically who they're meant to be and good people. And I wish that they will grow up and be able to raise children of the same good people, big hearts, loving. I don't care if they become a doctor, a lawyer, a a lawnmower specialist. I don't care. I just want them to be good people. That's my wish for my family. Well, that's beautiful. Those are great, great wishes. So in closing, I want to hear a little bit about your current offering or your program that you're working with people and also how to get in contact with you, Josie. Yes. Yeah. So um, my current program is I am actually working with the mompreneurs and I'm helping them identify what their unique superpower is. And I'm helping them create a bit of an entrepreneurial uh, establishment for themselves. So I'm offering a masterclass on September 12th. I'm going to be doing that where I'm going to offer a special entry into my year long master program for mompreneurs. That's a container of wellness that is just not business wellness. It is a holistic container. So through the year long program, we're going to be working on mindset strategies. We're going to be working on the consciousness. We're going to be working on the person individually to be able to find their story, find their why and find their business, what they're going to be good at. So to find me right now, I'm Instagram and Facebook are the places where I tend to hang out most online and then uh, direct contact through my email. So Instagram is JL, uh, Josie L. Freeborn at Instagram and in Facebook, um, it's Josie L. Freeborn Holistic Business and Lifestyle Services. And I incorporate the business and lifestyle together because that's what makes you a whole person. We're going to put all of her contact information at the back of the interview brains because we want you to connect. We want you not to be in fragments. We want you to be solid. We want you in one whole piece. And that piece of goodness, that piece of mind, that piece of strength, uh, and to be able to go down the street fast like a Ferrari, to let your hair free flow, to be a weed or a daisy, whatever it is that makes you feel you and know your authentic self. We try to produce that here on The Edge with edgy conversations with great people like Josie and the 1900 other episodes that are on the show. So I encourage you, I ask you, and I say please to like, love, share, and subscribe. You see that address right there? Like, love, share, and subscribe. Go and share this interview with other heady people that are looking to explore options, opportunities. Maybe they're recovering from a traumatic illness. Let them know that there are people out here that are survivors and thrivers that are here to support you, encourage you, and love on you right here on The Edge. Thank you so much, Josie. You are the best. Thank you. Bye, Brains. Bye.